on this week's episode of Two Views Movies, we continue our Six Degrees of Separation series with the 2014 Ryan Reynolds film, The Captive, sponsored by Miller Theaters. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we're back on our retro-slash-six-degrees-of-separation series kick uh, with no new movies going on. We have just continued to plow through this. Um, We are on a 2014 movie starring Ryan Reynolds called The Captive. Yeah, came right off a Mississippi grind with not many choices, so we uh, went with Ryan Reynolds' filmography that neither one of us had seen. Yeah, it worked out pretty well on streaming, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, I feel like uh, both Mississippi grind and this movie are very dangerously close to pigeonholing us on our Six Degrees stuff. We're, we're not giving ourselves a lot of wiggle room. I thought I thought we were doing good with Rogue One, like a lot of branches, but then somehow we are down a very narrow path right now. Yeah, we don't have a lot of outs. This is going to be interesting where we go from here. But uh, uh, have you noticed that we've been hitting a lot of A24 movies? Uh, I did notice that at least uh, Mississippi Grind and this were both back-to-back A24 and Ryan Reynolds movies. I felt like we had just a run of them. Or maybe that's just what I've been watching. But Could it's like, be. gosh, again? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like all of a sudden they came out of nowhere. Well, and I will say when you see that logo pop up, um, you definitely kind of get a hint as to what you're in for. A24 movies tend to be a little bit more artsy, a little bit more indie, definitely skew more drama. So you kind of already know a little bit about what you're getting yourself into. Oh, for sure. Okay, well, let's get going then. Uh, let's just say a quick word about Miller Theaters, our sponsor. They are still doing their curbside service. If you want to go to millercurbside.com, Order up some popcorn, some ices, some candy, whatever you want for your own movie night. You can roll in there, pick up your stuff curbside, and enjoy it for the rest of the night. Yeah, we went up there and grabbed a couple ices uh, Friday night, and it's been a long time since I've had an icy, and I, I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> what what flavor did you get? We got the white cherry. Oh yeah, the white yeah. cherry icy. It really hit the spot. There used to be a time where I can't remember what theater it was. I, I do not believe it was Miller Theaters because it sounds like they have the white cherry. But uh, there was a theater I went to, and like the only two flavors they had were like orange and blue. I was like, what is this? What is this? If you're not going to have any kind of cherry in your icy machine, don't even have an icy. Yeah, there, there needs to be a red color of some sort or a white cherry. Yes. Yeah, that's when you hope when you're walking up and you see the white, you're like, don't be something stupid like, you know, pina colada or something like that. Just, just white, white cherry, please, white cherry. <laughs> All right. Well, having said that, let's dive into our second Ryan Reynolds, our second A24 movie in a row. Uh, The Captive. It is eight years after the disappearance of Cassandra. Some disturbing incidents seem to indicate that she's still alive. Police, parents, and Cassandra herself will try to unravel the mystery of her disappearance. It is directed by Atom Egoyan, which he spells his name A-T-O-M, because why not? Um, 
cast. Ryan Reynolds, Scott Speedman, Rosario Dawson, I believe you pronounce this Mariel Enos, Kevin Durand, which not Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durand, which is uh, that guy. Not the Durantula? Um, no. Uh, Alexia Fast and Bruce Greenwood, who is also a that guy. I felt like we got two that guys in this movie. Yeah, Bruce Greenwood is definitely a that guy. Yeah, for sure. I, but I think Kevin Durand is too. I mean, he's he's one of those guys like, oh, that guy. He's he's always a bad guy. Oh, is it always a henchman? Always yes. A bad guy. Yeah. Henchman is a better way of saying it because he's never the main bad guy. Correct. And for some reason, I always go way back to Lost with him. That's where my brain oh. immediately goes. Yeah. I go uh, I go The Rock. Yep, that works too. With uh, I don't know Walking why. Tall. Walking yeah. Tall is where, where I see <laughs> him. Tall. Of course you go to a rock movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess the one thing I would say about this, based on reading the blurb, had you read the blurb before you went into this movie? Nope. Went okay. cold. Once we okay. picked it, we uh, I went cold. Okay, well, that's interesting, because I, I kind of picked it based on the blur, which is like, oh, okay, well, that doesn't sound too bad. Um, I feel like had I not read that, the fact that it's eight years later and there's some things that indicate she's still alive, I would have been very confused in the first half of the movie. Um, mainly because the director slash editor is hell-bent on splicing this movie in ways in which timelines jump around and not giving you any sense of the timeline. And, oh, I agree. It okay. uh, I thought I I thought I understood what they were doing and then like in the last third of the movie they did it again unnecessarily. Yes. I'm like wait, hold on. <laughs> Why is she out of the van? Right. Yeah, there was like I I felt like at one point they they may, like maybe jump timelines once and I was like, "Okay, I, I can handle this." But again, this was armed with knowing that there's an 8 years gap here. And then they did it like again in in the first half of the movie. So there was like three layers of flashbacks, and and they never do a two years ago, four years from now, which is fine. You don't always need that. But then yeah, they added that other one later. I'm like, what is going on? Like, and the characters don't change enough. Like nobody cuts their hair, nobody dresses right. differently. Right. <laughs> like there are Ryan, no Ryan Reynolds cues. still has a beard. Yeah, he still drives the same truck eight years later. Like. There is truly nothing that gives you any sense of what has changed other than the scenes with Cassandra, who is the daughter that gets kidnapped, other than her age. There's nothing else. You have to pick up on these really, really small context clues. But my problem was that even with that knowledge of like me knowing that something happens eight years later, I was just, the way it was presented was so bad. I mean, I, I texted you at one point. I was like, if they're not going to tell the police what they're finding in these clues i'm going to lose my mind but then you find out later that they did but you have no idea at what time they told them like it's just such a sloppily edited movie so when we got introduced to rosario she had her hair like in a ponytail Mm -hmm. at the diner but you couldn't tell that and so i thought okay we're gonna have short hair rosario and then long hair (laughs) but then i was like wait no she actually ends up having long hair the entire time and ryan reynolds always same length beard yeah. I was like, oh, okay, his daughter's kidnapped, and so he's now rugged, you know, uh-huh. uh, doesn't shower, doesn't shave, what? but he has his daughter back then and didn't shower or shave. Yeah. And so yeah. I was like, that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I had the same exact thought. When they first met her in the diner, I was like, oh, short hair Rosario. Okay, that's going to help me figure this out. And then they, like, it wasn't in that scene. It was like several minutes later, like maybe even like 15, 20 minutes later, they go back to the diner, but they have this shot from behind Rosario. I'm like, ah, her hair's long. Like, her hair's long. 
Like you yeah. just couldn't get. It was like it kind of felt like The Irishman, where things are moving around, but you can't tell when things are because not enough stuff is changing. Yeah, yeah. It uh, and and I was following it between. Okay, the daughter's with him. Then clearly it's before, and mm-hmm. so I was using her as my my mark. But then when it was doing it with Rosario and the parents, mm-hmm. that's where. And it's like, okay, she's supposed to be in a van right now, so I know that that's a flashback, but I don't know at what point. Mm-hmm. And then even the the boyfriend, uh, I just have a lot of, yes, it, it, it all messed up. I have other points that we're, we'll get into that, that uh, the timeline really messed with, but also didn't answer a lot of stuff. Okay. The other question I have for you, basically, that, that threw me off, I don't know that it was meant to be timeline related, but it kind of was. The first time... You see Scott Speedman, the the cop boyfriend. Um, he's talking to Bruce Greenwood at some, like after yes. some charity ball, and yes. Rosario Dawson's on a big poster. Did you think Rosario Dawson died? Like I thought it was like a memorial thing. Uh, I thought it was a memorial thing. Also, here okay. you keep the poster. Yeah, I yeah. was, and I didn't really like even thinking back on it now. I don't understand their conversation. It was something about somebody fighting with somebody. I was just, I was totally confused. I was just like, what? It, I don't understand. It, it, this thing cut both ways for me. It's like, on one hand, the time hopping is like the only thing that mentally kept me invested in the movie because I'm trying to solve... Not, I'm not trying to solve the movie. I'm almost trying to solve the way it was put together. So it at least kept me like intellectually going in a way. But at the same time, it was so infuriating because it was so terribly done. So now that you brought up that scene, that's what I was going to wait till later. But Bruce Greenwood's position in all this? Yeah. Who was he? Did, did he know? Does he like what was his involvement? No clue. I mean, I thought they were setting us up for the it's you know, uh, it's well, bigger than this guy, yeah. Well, of course, because you know, Kevin Durand is always a henchman, he can't yeah. possibly be the main bad guy. It's got to be Bruce Greenwood who's running this whole thing, so that's where I thought it was going. But okay, so there, Rosario started talking about how they're tracking the killer or tracking mm-hmm. the kidnapper, and he starts coughing like he mm-hmm. knows what's going on. But he doesn't want uh, he doesn't want Kevin Duran to know that they know. Well, that scene was so weird that I actually thought what happened was that Bruce drank Rosario's poisoned drink. So I thought he was starting to get loopy. Like the cough was kind of silly, and then the comments he was making and the winking. I was like, "Oh, did did he accidentally drink Rosario's drink?" And then no, Rosario started like getting all lightheaded and stuff. So I genuinely have no idea what his role was, or in particular, what that scene was trying to do. Yeah, I thought it was going to tip off, you know, Kevin mm-hmm. to something that the cops were doing. But and like, oh, geez, you know, don't don't say it, Rosario. But then. He stopped her. So so I went back to the conversation between, you know, Bruce and Kevin. Mm -hmm. And he's like, we're not friends. I was more like a father figure to you. And I'm like, does does he know? I I still don't know if he knows or not, because we kind of left him on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. And the way that he was talking to the boyfriend cop at the beginning, like he knows something. He's involved somehow. I don't know. I didn't get his character or storyline at all. No. I, I think you could delete him from the movie, and it changes absolutely nothing. And all his inclusion does is raise questions that either were never meant to be raised or that the writers had 
something in mind or they had something down and they just cut the movie in a way where that became irrelevant because it doesn't matter. He's in two scenes, right? Basically the whole movie. And what, what, what do you get from them? We got three. Oh, three. three. He knows the bad guy. He knows the cop. And then he was there when it all went down. He was that. What do you mean? He was there when it all went down. He was at the charity event talking to Rosario. Yes. He was talking to the cop. Being questioned about it, and then also showed his relationship to a pedophile who they had to give Kevin Durant that mustache to (laughs) let you know that he was a pedophile. Yeah, could could they have made that any more blatantly obvious? That was that was rough. (laughs) What do we need here? Mm, Yes, Mm -hmm. the mustache. Yes, (laughs) you know the kidnapping itself wouldn't have done any good. It's just uh, you had to add in that layer just to make sure you knew. Yeah. So this. This movie, uh, I I was invested because I thought I was trying to figure something out about what else is going to happen or how they're going to do it. Um, but I just didn't like the way it was all. Again, the hopping back and forth. I get the relationship with the daughter. You need to show some of that or how she was missing or adding some pieces. But after that, I don't like the back and forth. No, there's no reason to. It's. It, I feel like... It's trying to be gimmicky for the sake of being gimmicky. It's like, oh, I'm going to tell my story with four different timelines. We're going to jump back and forth. Like, it's way easier said than done. I mean, the, when movies can pull this off, it, it works and it can work really well and effectively. When they don't, it crashes and burns so bad. Like, I feel like every director thinks that they can do this. Well, we're just going to do flashbacks and move all around. And, and you really can't. And if you don't do it coherently, I mean, look at Scorsese. He did it in. Uh, his one of his biggest movies of the last few years and you and I both thought like eh, that that didn't really work I mean so even the big name guys have trouble pulling off the bouncing back and forth so I don't know that little indie studio guys should just be thinking they can do this on a whim to make their otherwise straightforward movie really messy I mean that's kind of where I, I, I get stuck on this because I feel like if it was presented overly linearly it just would have been a run-of-the-mill average movie with nothing special about it um, and so part of me is like, okay, you took a chance to try and do something. So I kind of want to give you credit for it, but it went so poorly that I have to now dock you for it. So I guess that's just the way it goes, right? You take a chance and you, you either win or you lose. And I feel like this movie lost. Well, being as it was 2014 and I'd never heard of it, I feel like that's a loss. For sure. I mean, it definitely is. Although A24 movies don't necessarily get tons of accolades, especially outside of, you know, the film community or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, well, but you got Ryan Reynolds and Rosario. You think people would notice? Sure, but I mean, uh, what I'm saying is like I'm not sure that back in 14, like A24 movies were getting a ton of distribution. I mean, I think they were just coming out. And again, even then, I think the big A24 movies, um, like if you want to talk about The Lighthouse or or Moonlight, um, you know, Moonlight won Best Picture, and I don't know that it got, you know tons of broad distribution you, you see what i'm saying like those movies just don't get the the big budget marketing dollars behind them like other movies do but they don't have the big actor names in those either uh yeah i mean moonlight has like mahershala and lighthouse has pattinson and uh defoe i mean there's some there's some names there yeah but i feel like rosario dawson and ryan reynolds are just on a different level maybe I'm not, I'm not sure about but, rosario I feel like people search out those movies rather than 
than the others. Sure. I mean, I get, I, I do agree with your overall point. I mean, there's a, a movie with those those names and it, you didn't even hear of it. So like, it would be one thing if you had heard of it and it was like, eh, but like to not have even heard of it, that, that does. I, I mean, I do agree with you there. So you wanted a Ryan Reynolds movie where he wasn't quippy and you got it. Yeah, I did. Although I also got a Ryan Reynolds movie where he goes AWOL for 60% of the middle of the movie. <laughs> right? I mean, he he's in the beginning, and then throughout the middle, he just kind of vanishes. I mean, they maybe bring him back in a bit here and there, but it really becomes, even the mom kind of goes away, and then it becomes like really heavy on Rosario and Scott Speedman and the mom, and then Ryan Reynolds comes back in at the end. But yeah, he definitely wasn't quippy, but he also wasn't around. I, f- I felt like he was around more than what you're saying uh, but it felt like a mass mass ryan reynolds drought there in the middle which is fine but i thought he did a good job i mean if i'm gonna pick whoever i thought did the best acting in this movie it was i thought it was far and away him no i, I agree with that it definitely wasn't speedman no although speedman was supposed to be really unlikable i mean i don't think he's a good actor to begin with but he it's hard to judge those guys who are supposed to be unlikable in the movie yeah he uh so their relationship, him and Ryan Reynolds, uh, I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the way they interacted with one another because he's still accusing him or thinks it's him Yep, uh, that did it. And <laughs> Ryan Reynolds just a dad like, dude, get get off my case here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you just see Ryan Reynolds' frustration. I feel like that's how a real person would act in that situation mm-hmm. of like – get out that guy can can leave <laughs> right yeah <laughs> get out of my and house. i think they did a good job of playing that where um you know speedman was coming at it from he used to be a detective and homicide a homicide yeah yeah so i mean i think i think they did a good angle of that because you could kind of tell i mean at times it got a bit much like the first time they did it when he's first questioning him you can kind of get that okay speedman's just he thinks he knows everything because he's a homicide detective and he's leaning on this guy because he sees a couple of these clues but then like um I think it was like the second time around when they're at the house and then he goes out to the truck and stuff. Then you're just like, come on, man. Now you're just being an asshole. Like it hasn't, it yeah. hasn't it gone by enough where like you, you don't think he's a suspect anymore. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No, they went right back. But to we it. don't know when that was. So, I mean, that's really, well, okay. At that time though, she had at least the wife told the cops about, the teeth and the pinwheels and all that stuff. Cause th- that's what they're talking about in the kitchen. Right. Um, and then I guess you get the sense that the wife also thinks it's Ryan Reynolds, which what, why would she think it's Ryan Reynolds even more? Because there's cameras set up in a hotel like that. That didn't make any sense to me. Um, but well, what he I, was saying that he sold her into that for money because he's in, in debt. Well, sure, but like I'm just thinking from the wife's perspective, like that, like you're, that, you're yeah, that doesn't make sense. Agreed. And then what I don't understand also is like I'm assuming, I mean, you have to, but by process of elimination, that he has not seen her yet. Sorry, Ryan Reynolds has not seen his daughter yet because he would have said something there. Would he though? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I tr- I truthfully don't know in this timeline of events. When Ryan Reynolds sees that his daughter is alive. Right. I don't know. I mean, I know it's before the diner and I know it's, I believe before he sees that lady talking to the boy figure skater. 
But like in terms of the police and wife chronology, I have no idea where that lands. Yeah, I don't either. And that's where the back and forth really, really messes with the whole timeline of everything. Right. Because he, well, he met with her, I assumed, when Rosario was in the van already. And then all of a sudden we see Rosario at the house. I was like, okay, we're back in time, but I don't know how far back in time. Uh, I know. And to what end? That's the, that's what I keep asking myself. Like, The only thing I can get to is that they, they realized they had just a generic movie and they needed to splice it up in ways that somehow made it interesting. Because otherwise it's a lifetime movie. <laughs> I mean, truthfully, I think it's I think it's better than that. I mean, it, it really devolved into a lifetime movie at the end. I will I will say that. <laughs> so I mean, there's a lot of things that I don't I don't get about this movie, or that I would have done a little bit differently. So when she's telling him about the uh, the gimmick mm-hmm. about the kid with the one this, the black skate that mm-hmm. does that. It would have been a lot better had he not been always going watching him skate already. Mm-hmm. Because he went again, like he normally does, and that's when he stumbled upon it. Like, had it been like the mom who always went to watch him skate and then Ryan Reynolds show up one day because he got the uh, the hint from her, mm-hmm. then, may- then maybe that would have been better. But the hint really meant nothing. Yeah. And her little I'd- ploy to get out didn't help at all. No, and I didn't really, I didn't really get what her ploy was. Well, she told the captors that she needed contact with these people. Yep. And so I guess her ploy was they're going to contact them, so follow them. That's okay. kind of how I, I, and so she kept saying the guy with the black skate, you know, the gimmick. So, so he, okay. So he knew without her saying it. Okay, so he she was trying to get her dad to go watch the skater and then also send the captors to the skater in hopes that worlds collide. Correct. Okay. That's what I gathered from it. Okay. I, I can I can get that. I don't think I really I knew there was supposed to be a deeper meaning to her telling that story and saying it so awkwardly. Um but I guess you're right now. Because I think where I got thrown off is because he'd already been going to watch the skating all the time, which of course she has no way of knowing that. Right. Um, gotcha. I, I'm on. Uh, yeah, I agree with that completely. So had it been the mom that always went and watched her skate, and then Ryan Reynolds showed up the one time that happened to be when they were talking, right? That would have made more sense to the clue. Yeah, I get that. Um, did you think that the girl meeting Ryan Reynolds out in the snow was the same girl? Like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why the actress to me looked totally different, and I, I'm sure it was just she's wearing a stocking cap and other things. But I, I was telling my wife, like, I'm not, I'm not sure that's the same girl. Is that a decoy? Like, what is going on? And then I guess I just left it with, okay, yeah, that was her. Well, I couldn't get, I couldn't wrap my head around. Okay, why don't they just leave? Why don't right. they just take her? And then I was like, oh, I guess there's a guy with a gun. I go, yeah. I go, well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I, I was in Ryan Reynolds' position, and I'm like looking around. I'm like, well, there's nothing to keep me from taking her right now. Right. And then, of course, he gets shot. But right. I was like, well, okay, that makes more sense. But then, I was like, she could have like a bomb strapped to her. That's where I was. <laughs> that's sure. where I was going with that. Yeah. But then he doesn't go immediately to the police right after this. I guess because he distrusts them. But that seems like a stupid decision. Or. Did he? I don't know. I, no, I my take is that he doesn't go to the police until he, he has the diner. Yeah, yeah. 
just like the mom doesn't go to the police after, you know, I don't know, the teeth. Uh, she waits until the pinwheels happen. Like, there's just some real questionable decisions by characters being made throughout this whole movie. I did like the conversation about the teeth uh, at, at the house. Uh huh. With uh, with Speedman. Yeah. Because where they were, they were, <laughs> were they her teeth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm well, guessing so. Other... What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So okay. I feel I told you this when I was texting you the other night about this movie, but I feel like this is one of those movies where uh, in some movies, when we talk about like choices characters make, I'm like, ah, eh, just forget it. You know, it's not that kind of movie where you should really pick apart characters choices, but between the like not telling cops and um, in particular, what Ryan Reynolds plan was at the diner is beyond me. Like I, I genuinely, do not understand the writing around this part because he thinks he know he's following them from the ice skating rink right to the diner and then he calls trying to get rosario but he gets scott speedman and he's basically like hey i think i found who's kidnapped my daughter i'm gonna put my phone on their car so you can follow it okay fine cool totally down with that okay then i'm gonna go confront them in the diner and then i get the cops called on me so i have two situations going on here where the cops are about to show up at the diner and yes. or the cops are going to be following the bad guy's Jeep. So explain to me why you then create a situation where you leave the diner away from the cops. You then drive away in your truck, leading the bad guys away from the cops and nowhere towards where your daughter might actually be. Well, like, did you I miss don't it. What uh, did I? He took her phone. Yes, he took her phone, but. I, I still don't understand, like, if you want the cops, if you want the cops to catch these guys and you want to be able to, or you want to be able to find out where your daughter is, why do you take, why do you drive away from the diner just to turn around and drive right back to the diner? I think the situation changed as he was going. And I think when she set the phone down and he saw pictures of his daughter, he's like, I got to get that phone. Okay. And so he got the phone, and then you just run at that point. Well, I, I guess. I still think that's really, really terrible writing. Like, Because then he's trying to flag down the cops as he's driving. Because <laughs> like, he's getting shot at, isn't he? At well, that point? well, I know, but like, I just don't understand. Like, the, the two main things I would think right there are that, one, you want them to lead you to where your daughter is, or two, you want the cops to come. And both of those things were about to happen if he didn't just run. And then drive around aimlessly around Niagara Falls. That that well, to me was just like okay, what is the happening? one the one thing I would have done differently? I was fine with everything that he did, but as soon as he took her phone, I would have called the cops from her phone, right? And said, "This is the phone." Yeah, track it, whatever whoever this phone is, you know. And that's that's how. So okay. I didn't think Ryan Reynolds was going to get out of that. I didn't either, but I guess. I'm trying to think back because I was getting really angry towards the end of the movie and then like I stopped caring. So my, my retention of things towards the end of this movie got real bad. Um, what did he do with her phone? It ended up being nothing. Okay. So again, I guess my point is that like that, that all sucks. Yeah. It's almost like they got to a point where they didn't know how to like wrap this up. And even 
when they finally go to the bad guy's house and invade it, like that all just happens real shittily. Like there's, it, it, it's not intense. It's not, you don't feel like any sense of resolution. It feels lifetime movie. Like the cops just invade and people are getting shot cheesily. Um, even take that a step further into Rosario Dawson getting saved. You have no idea how or why they just show it. She's just there. Yeah. I Maybe mean, that they, was the phone. I, I mean, Maybe I they guess. deciphered it from the phone. I have no idea, but like, I feel like they got to a point where as soon as they got to about the diner, they're like, okay, we, d- we don't really know how to wrap this up. So we're just going to tie up some loose ends here and call it a movie and move on. Yeah. Even the diner owner, you take a picture of your own daughter off the, the yeah. board and he calls the police. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? I know. Yeah. It, things just got bad there at yeah. the end. Real bad. I mean, I went from, like I said, being kind of invested in this movie at least from a like I kind of want to figure it out from a plot and kind of figure it out from like a movie construction standpoint to like okay you guys are just this this is getting stupid characters are making terrible decisions you're not really making me feel anything about how this is all getting resolved you know Scott Speedman gets shot of course and then you know the bad guy gets shot just because he just charges at them for no reason it's like they just wanted to be done is what it felt like I I can see that criticism (laughs) <laughs> or why R- Rosario in a van at all mattered. Yeah, right. To, well, to the movie. Well, apparently because that's what his pedo cousin wanted, but it's not, I, I mean, I, I guess I just don't, yeah. I don't know. Not not a good movie. I didn't think it was well written. I didn't think it was, I mean, the acting was either generic or, I mean, Ryan Reynolds was slightly good. Uh, decisions characters made were, were stupid to me. Um, but yeah, it, the movie changed for me probably like three fourths the way through where I, when I finally realized there's not more to this movie than what I thought there was. Like I kept thinking there was going to be more to the movie. And then in the end I'm like, Oh, it's less than what I thought it was. And then, well, you, you brought up the, the cousin who is also in this ring mm-hmm. and you, you felt like it was bigger than it was. Mm-hmm. And that ended up just being, you know, pencil mustache. Yeah, I think you're supposed to believe that the bigger than what it is is just the internet, right? Like tons of people watching. That's what you're supposed to glean, I think, from what they've said. What we're sorry, well, well the, the organization was supposed to be bigger because she's yes. bringing all these. She's recruiting the girls, but we never saw any other girl, right? And like, where was that infrastructure? Yeah, and I felt like they were leading to that. You know, I'm I'm not gonna. I'll keep my mouth shut. You know, not say anything about our operation here. But where's where's the rest of it? Yeah. Like, where are all these other kids that are part of this that she's been recruiting over the years? Mm-hmm. That reminds me. Did you think at one point they were hinting that the boy figure skater was, was like, part of the recruiting process? Uh, there was a small point in the movie, which I don't know what led me to believe that that his role was bigger than it was yes and it's like uh, wait at the time he was eight right when she was taken I, I i didn't get where they were why they were making me try to feel a certain way and then and, and <laughs> okay. I, I don't even know what it was about it or maybe it was just the actor i don't know well no i think if i for me i think there was this scene where like shortly after they were talking about the recruiting i, I think it was maybe after ryan reynolds found out that his daughter is now recruiting. Um, they do this cut to him at like outside in his truck at the figure skating practice. And he's, he looks at like a picture of the two of them and it replays the quote of like, we'll never dance, you know, or never skate with anybody else. And then I was like, okay, like, 
<laughs> I don't I think it was purely innocent, but that was what made me think like are they saying that the boy somehow recruited her into all this and then like it quickly went away. So I think it was just a case of well then editing. well it was that and then uh her saying that they were following me all along. Yes, that too. You're right. So it wasn't his fault they were following me all along. Well, how did how did she get recruited into this or how did they even know about her? Right. And of course they left all that. Yeah, just unknown. It's <laughs> yeah. Not, it's not overly relevant. <laughs> Moral stories. Pencil mustache is gone. We got the girl back. Yeah. And, and, and Rosario's safe. And Rosario's safe somehow. Yeah. Yep. The unnecessary band scene. Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, so I think we're running out of things to say about old old captive. I think we are too. Let's uh let's get to our questions. I am Thor. Son of Odin, as long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? What would you end up giving this? I am at a solid two. I did not. Solid two? Yep, I, I did not. A little harsh. What? No, not harsh. We, we, spent, we spent 30 minutes now talking about basically not liking anything about this movie. Um, and I, I mean, I've said it till I've repeated myself. I think if you've listened to the, this episode, you'll know why I don't like it, but I, I just didn't think there was, if two and a half is average, uh, which, you know, my stance is two and a half is bad average. Three is good average, but I, it, this was not like, well, I won't watch it again. There's no reason. There's no enjoyment. The acting performances aren't above average, except for Ryan Reynolds. Who's, who's fine. The story is messy. The editing is messy. The characters make stupid decisions. The payoff in the end is not worth it. So it didn't bring anything to the table that I liked at all. Wow. That's a little harsh. See, I was between like a two and a half and a three. That's where okay. my, my brain was. I liked Ryan Reynolds in a different kind of role. Um, but he's, his strength is definitely on the quippy side. You know, if you're going to cast Ryan Reynolds, let's, let's not try to make a splash. And do something completely different. I think. Um, See, I disagree with that. I'm I'm totally fine with him going full drama. I just don't think the script gave him anything here. Well, I liked him in it, and he kept me engaged, and so I was enjoying it as I went until we got to how it concluded. Mm-hmm. And so I I was I was in, I was invested. So I think that's uh, now looking back, you're like, why and how many trees did he have in that trailer to, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to lead the path? I was, I was like counting. I was like, there's no way there's that many trees. Yeah. Uh, and that's such a weird way. Why not just put a map on the right. door or something? Cause they had an idea for this scene all along. And, all along. <laughs> Some trees. Yep. Um, but that, uh, I, I mean, there's little things like that, but I, I liked this, the story. I mean, at the time I was probably at a, at a three hindsight, you know, talking about all the things that went wrong, probably down to a two and a half. I could live with a two and a half. I, I definitely don't think it's a three. Um, but two and a half, if you want to say it's average to slightly under average, I, I, I that's fine. Okay. So what was your favorite part? I struggled with this because there was so much that was either just neutral or things I didn't like. Um, but the one thing I did finally like was when Ryan Reynolds uh, punched Scott Speedman by his truck. I was like, he had that coming. So at least they gave me that level of satisfaction. And that was a good punch. It was was a solid punch. Like not only the sound, but, uh, how he reacted to it, it it just felt 
good. Yeah. Well, you wanted him to do it since the encounter in the police department. All you got was a shove. So finally, you get a, a good solid decking. Yeah. It was it was just done well. So yeah. I, I get, and no, I was I was slightly before that, just their interaction in the house. Okay. Um, of Ryan just had enough of him and, and then led up to the punch, that, that whole scene. Um, I agree with you. That's where I was. Yeah. Well, I think it's the one thing that, oddly enough, in a movie like this, like there's a lot of... Eh, there's a lot of downerness to this all. Obviously it's like a sad topic and there's not any reason to have a lot of emotion, but like um, I felt like Ryan Reynolds was the only one that brought any dynamic emotion to the movie. Everybody else was just really either sad or flatline. And then Ryan Reynolds at least showed some like anger and frustration and stuff. So I, I, him being in there was a relief, I think for me. Yeah, it was almost as if he was the only one, to me, doing common sense things. And I know yes. you have a disagreement later on, but it was like, okay, he's the one that's trying to figure this out. He's the one who does figure it out. Um, but the he's three, three hours after his daughter was kidnapped, and they know his full financial breakdown mm-hmm. of how he's been losing money. You know, I just thought about that. I was like, oh, his whole, he could have done it because his, his company's been bankrupt. and. Yeah, he just walked in here, you know, to tell you that his daughter's missing, and you already right. know his full financial picture. Yep, in motive. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I just remember that that scene of them going back and forth the first time of why he thought it was him. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, that was that was really quick. Yeah, they went really hard after him, and I, from a writing standpoint, it's like they had no reason really to do that, but I think they had to they had to get it out there quickly to establish this, you know, Scott Speedman's a jerk. Ryan Reynolds no longer trusts the police. So they just had to, they had to move quick, but that doesn't mean it was effective. Did you ever think it was Ryan Reynolds involved at all? No. They never got you to that point? No. Not even a hint of maybe he sold his daughter for a couple of days, like in man on fire. No, no, nope. I, I just didn't feel like that kind of movie. And I, no, I didn't, I didn't buy it. I felt like again, maybe that's the writing and stuff, but I felt like they they were doing that to establish some some kind of conflict early on, but that it wasn't really. If that's it, I don't think you play that card that early and that quickly in a movie. So that it's almost like the movie making process itself is what good point told me like, yeah, that's not going to be it. Good point. Okay, so uh, what would you do differently other than? All the things you mentioned. <laughs> if I picked one, <laughs> it's got to be the editing. The, the editing was just terrible. I mean, you can't make a movie where it, it's really, really tough to follow what's going on. I, I mean, in a sense, like, I'm fine putting puzzle pieces together, but you can't, you know, give me four different pieces that, you know, can't even remotely be assembled. And that's what this started to feel like. Like, why? what is happening? Am I, am I, what am I looking at here? And when? when am I? And where am I? And it, it just bothered me to the point where... It was distracting. Well, while I agree with that, I think uh, Bruce Greenwood is his whole character. I don't understand. And it left me as watching the end, like, okay, I would have liked a better ending. I was like, what happened to him? Like, Mm -hmm. what, what was his involvement at all? I don't understand these scenes that had him in that was leading us to certain assumptions. Yeah. And it was really the, the yawning or coughing what he was doing that <laughs> yeah. threw everything off for me. Like if it was yeah. just one thing, okay, he was just not involved, but that, that totally changed everything about it. So I was very confused. So his whole character arc 
if you call, even call it that, just just roll in the movie, make it somewhere, make it fit somehow. Yeah, it's either got to go or it's got to have some relevance. Relevance, exactly. Uh, and it had neither. <laughs> it makes no <laughs> makes no point. Yeah, that um, was that was my only head scratcher. As soon as I turned it off, like, wait, what? Yeah, I agree yeah. with that completely. Um, okay, so then what's your casting change? Casting change, um, I went with the wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I got her out of there, and for no particular reason, like I don't know where, where I came with this, I put Naomi Watts in there. Okay, I can see that. I think she's a better actress, and I felt like she could do the emotional piece a little bit better. Yeah. But not, I can't say that there is a ton of reason why her and not somebody else. Sure. I get that. And, and I feel like I've, I can't really recite Naomi Watts filmography off the top of my head, but I feel like I've seen her in something similar that, that makes that suggestion make sense. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. As I was perusing, I was like, yeah, I feel like that fits. Yeah. And some, something in there <laughs> in, her, <laughs> sure. in her history made me pick her. What about you? Uh, yeah. I took out the wife too. Uh, I just I wasn't feeling her performance for some reason or another, um, but she gave me clear Amy Adams vibes, and it feels like a movie that Amy Adams would do and a role she would take and a role she would fit in, and pair that alongside Ryan Reynolds, and I think you get a little bit better of a movie. And that's not who I thought you'd pick. I, oh, okay. I was getting strong Julianne Moore vibes. I could see that too. She's a little but, older. Yeah, yeah, but... that's the problem there. Okay. Not sure That's I could I you buy going. the uh, yeah no I'm not sure I could buy the Julianne Moore Ryan Reynolds marriage but I can buy the Amy Adams one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, what award are you giving this movie? Um, <laughs> I gave the uh, Why Ryan Does Comedies Award. I <laughs> gotcha. So like almost the opposite of mine last week. Yes, I gotcha. It, it is more the uh, uh, clearly. People buy tickets for him to do. Not that he's in, not capable of doing it, but I think he has a role that I want to see him in. And so that's why he keeps getting typecasted. Sure. Peak Ryan Reynolds is better when he's quippy and stuff, but I, I do like it when people branch out and do other things differently. And I thought I got a taste of that last week with Mississippi Grind. And I think it like evolved even further in this one. I, I thought he was the best actor on the screen in this one. I didn't feel like he was out of place doing drama or being a sad, angry dad. I actually felt like he played that really, really well. I wish the movie and the rest of the script and the rest of the acting had kept up with him a bit. I don't think he was like, you know, Oscar winning performance, but I also don't think he felt out of place. And I didn't, I didn't really feel like I missed the old Ryan Reynolds here. I felt like, okay, this is a natural extension of Ryan Reynolds. I like what I'm seeing. And I, I would watch more like this with him. If it, if only the movie was better. Did you get a, did it take you a while to adjust to, who he is in this. Like, were oh, you still seeing Van Wilder? No. <laughs> or Deadpool? No, I actually, <laughs> I, I kind of bought into him really quickly. Because I, I, the he, beard? Well, I mean, he just looks like he would be, like, kind of an everyday dad, too, in some ways, even though he's Ryan Reynolds. Like, I think he can, I think he has that ability where he, like, Adam Sandler is hard to believe as anybody except Adam Sandler. Because he just, he, he also kind of looks a little goofy. Ryan Reynolds looks like he could be a wide variety of people. So I think this fit. So what award did you end up getting it? I just keep pounding on the editing topic. I just said the terrible gimmicky editing award because 
I, whether I mean, just worst. I don't know that it's the worst. I mean, I don't know that I could give it like. I mean, it would be up there with some of the, like the worst edited movies because I feel like if I can't comprehend and I'm constantly lost in what you're trying to present, then you've done a really, really bad job. I don't know that I could definitively say the worst one I've ever seen, but it's if we were handing out awards like for 2020, the movies we wa- <laughs> well, or <laughs> the movies we watch in 2020, I guarantee this is going to be one of the worst edited movies of the year that I see. I can't disagree with you there. Yeah. But um, what, what uh, I have a feeling I know where you're going to go with this one. Okay. But what, if you liked this movie, what movie would you recommend? Well, you got to kind of keep it in the ugly realm of like kid kidnapping and all that kind of stuff. And um, there's a few movies out there that I remember liking. I don't really like watching movies like this, but the one that caught me by surprise that we watched a handful of years ago um, that's just a better all-around movie, better performances, better story is Prisoners. Yep, I want that too. Yeah. <laughs> if you like child kidnapping, <laughs> right. watch watch Prisoners. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did try and think of one where like somebody gets kept in isolation and stuff like that and kind of go more of, of that angle, even though like, like I guess that, well, that, that happens in this movie, but at the same point, it's not really overly the linchpin of the story, I guess. Um, but yeah, Prisoners is is just a far better movie than this. Yeah, I, I thought about Room. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like you said, it, it wasn't, you know, upset dad trying to solve it. Yeah. And that's more Prisoners. Exactly. So, yeah, if you're just, just really looking for some more <laughs> child kidnapping movies. Yeah. We, <laughs> we got a few for you. Yeah. No, Prisoners <laughs> is great. I think even... Uh, yeah, it's also one of those where I think it's a good good movie to where, like, even if you just recommend it on the side, it's just like, you know, the people are going to like Prisoners, I think, because it's just well-acted, well-constructed. But buckle up, because it's like two and a half hours long. Yeah, it's a long one, and you get a lot of angry Hugh Jackman in that movie. Yeah, it's uh, which is never a bad thing. <laughs> no. I think that's the best Hugh Jackman is angry <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Yeah. The best Ryan Reynolds is quippy, the best Hugh Jackman is angry. Yeah, you don't need musical Hugh Jackman. We need angry Hugh Jackman. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that does it for The Captive. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at at Two Views Movies or email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically everywhere you listen, we are there. If you're on Apple, be sure to leave a review and let everybody know that you're a fan of the show. We will be back again next week. Again, we're going to spin the magic wheel of whatever it is we're going to watch this week and see what it lands on. We pretty much have Rosario Dawson to work with, I feel like, from here. If we're going, Oh, we got some that guys that we could get creative with. That's true. We got some that guy. I don't know how fair using that guys are because uh, they, they tend to have tentacles that reach everywhere. And I feel like that's a little bit of a. They're in the movie. Six degrees. <laughs> hey, it counts. Yeah. Or we can watch John Henry. Or John Henry is now available on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. We, uh, that looks it, so it, bad. It quickly turned into Russian roulette. <laughs> John Henry so yeah well get yourself a white cherry icy and uh, we'll see you guys next time sounds good 
Later. I don't know why I said later. Why did I do that? <laughs> like I was, you know what's funny? Is I purposely stole your line to see what you said. <laughs> I think I was saying later. I think I was saying bye to you. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I was like, what's he going to do with this? I don't know. I, my brain short-circuited. Uh, bye. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs>